all of us in here, Ephesians chapter 6, and we're going to begin in verse number 10 and read just a few verses of Scripture. It says it like this, Finally, my brethren, he said, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, uh, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the, this phrase just always captures my heart, the evil day. One particular day that stands out in our lives. And having done all to stand, stand. Therefore, back to verse number 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. I want to preach a message tonight that, that's been just churning in my spirit for several months now. I want to preach a message on strength to stand. Strength to stand. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father, tonight, Lord, as we come before you and we gather ourselves around the good word of God, I pray, Father, that it be a fruitful night. I pray that, Lord, your spirit would breathe upon us all and breathe the life of God into every one of us tonight that we might receive this engrafted word that we need so desperately in the hours of what we, where we're living. God, please, Lord, touch us all, minister to every one of our hearts May we all leave here, Lord, a, a bit closer to you, a bit refreshed, and Lord, ready for the day ahead. And we thank you and love you for everything that you'll do in our hearts and lives. For it's in the precious name of Jesus Christ we pray and ask, and all of God's people said, Amen. You can be seated tonight. Paul's the apostle writing this epistle, and we all know him to be. Named in the scripture as the apostle to the Gentiles. That's you and I. If you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. And so he's writing this epistle. And he writes it in one of the most dynamic, one of the most uh, educated voices that an, an epistle can be written in. He begins this epistle by informing us a great truth. And it's found in verse number 3 of chapter 1, if you want to look there with us. He begins this epistle by telling all of us who are saved. He said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, watch this, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. He lets us know, he starts out this epistle, but in, in just three short verses, he already aims in on his subject, his topic, his aim for us. He said, I want you to know something that God has blessed us who are saved with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And thank God he has blessed us with all heavenly blessings. And our blessings do come from the Lord Jesus Christ alone. And, but then he ends this book, this book of Ephesians, by letting us know that since our blessings are coming from the heavenlies, that there is also a heavenly warfare that we must learn about and must learn to fight in that framework of warfare. 
And we must understand the true battles of life if we're ever going to enjoy those heavenly blessings in our lives. Uh, this, this epistle, this particular passage of Scripture gives us the, if you will, the edge, gives us the insight of what we all need to be able to win every battle that any one of us face. This war that we're talking about tonight began before the world ever begun. And so warfare that's been raging between God and his arch enemy Satan, uh, for how long none of us know, but we do know that the war started before God ever said, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. We find it recorded for us in Isaiah 14, where it says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which did weaken the nations? And this is what started the war. He said, For thou hast said in thine heart that I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation. I will ascend. I will be like the Most High. And the war began. God and Satan. Satan enlisted some, some angels, I guess they were, back in those days. And, and he got some to side with him and go with him. And they began a war against God. And uh, then God created the heaven and the earth. And what we are realizing tonight, as we said in these pews, what we are experiencing all around us, not just in the, in the church realm, not just in the spiritual realm, but in every facet of our lives is a result of this war between God and Satan. I want to give you, a, I want to submit a thought to you tonight and stay with me and follow with me. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth, earth without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And God began his, his majestic, creative efforts of heaven and earth. We know that on the sixth day that he created man. And then he created a woman when he looked at man all alone and said, it's not good that man be alone. I'll make him and help meet for him. And he did. And thank God it was a woman. Can I get a witness right there? He created a man, he created a woman, put them together and said, be fruitful, multiply, have dominion and, and exercise my life in every facet of your life. But there was one tree. There was one tree. Let me, let me before I go into that tree, let me say this, that God made everything perfect. Everything was just right. Adam and Eve were perfect. They were naked. They were, they were unashamed. They were there together. God gave them favor. God gave them all the blessings of that garden. But there was one tree. And the name of that tree, listen to it, was of the knowledge of good and evil. I want to submit something to you tonight. Up until the time that they ate of that fruit, all they knew of was the goodness of God. That's all they were experiencing was God's goodness. But an enemy slipped into that garden. 
by the name of Satan. I want to submit this to you tonight. Why was Satan so interested in that tree? Why did that tree so interest him that he personally came into that garden to defeat Adam and Eve? Because through that tree, Satan could introduce the evil that we are aware of, have knowledge of in this world. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That was Satan's target. That was Satan's aim, was to bring evil into this world. We, we hear it all the time. Well, if God is such a good God, why? Why did God allow such evil in our world? He didn't allow it. He didn't purpose it. He created that garden perfect. It was us that allowed it. It was us that allowed by eating that tree. We now know good and evil. Every one of us. We know what evil is. We know what goodness is. We know what evil is. And it's all because of that fateful day in that garden. Where Satan tempted Eve. Eve tempted her husband. And here we are today. Knowing good and evil. Ever since that day, we've been in battle mode. Ever since that day, we've been in fight mode. And it's a fight in life. You fight. I fight. We all are waged in a battle. And thank God we are on the winning side in Jesus Christ. I want to ask you something tonight. Do you know why? Do you know why the animals fight one another? Because there's a devil. If it had not been for that day that Satan entered that garden, the lion would be laying down with the lamb and they'd be eating straw like an ox. There was no, there was no uh, food chain. There was no uh, superiority of the of the beast. Uh, back in that day, it was the lion laying down with the lamb, eating straw like an ox. That was God's purpose in it all. But Satan entered that garden. And now we have animals fighting one another. Do you know why nations fight against nations? Because there is a devil. Do you know why Russia is charging into the Ukraine and trying to destroy the Ukraine? Because there's a devil. God never intended it to be like that. But the devil did. Do you know why tonight? Do you know why uh, husbands and wives fight one another? Because there's a devil. God never intended it to be that way. But Satan did. Do you know why tonight Christians fight against Christians? Because there's a devil. Had God never intended it to be work out like it has. He never intended for there to be a Christian law association. He never intended it for it to be having to go to court to defend our rights as a church. He never intended anything like that. God meant for the, the plowshare, the, the sword be made into a plowshare. He never intended fighting and evil in this world. But the devil did. You know why we have all the upheaval, the turmoil, the chaos, all of the fighting that goes on all around us 24-7 of every day that we live? Because there's a devil. 
because there's a devil. So for us to receive the blessings that God has for us, we must understand this truth about life that we are in a fight. We are engaged in a war. It's not, we are not, we're not practicing. We're not uh, drilling. We're engaged in a real war. And he says, stand in the power of God's might. Stand. I want to center in on that thought tonight, on strength to stand. And drive home that point tonight in all of our hearts. And hopefully it will help me and hopefully it will help you. I want to first talk about the people he has chosen. He said in verse number 10, he said, and finally, my brethren. He's talking to us who are saved. How many of you in here are saved, blood washed, your name's on heaven's roll and you know it, say amen. And he's talking to us. He said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Down through the ages, you, you take your Bible and go through it. Down through the ages, God has always looked for somebody. God has always looked for a people who would stand with him. Who would take a stand for God and for his His. His laws and his, his purposes, his aims, everything about God. God is just looking for somebody to stand with him. In the days of Moses, when sin was rampant among God's people, Moses called out to every one of them and he said, Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. He was looking for somebody to stand with him. In the days of Elijah, when false prophets were seemingly gaining the upper hand in their day, Elijah called for a, an allegiance. He, he called for somebody to stand. And he said, how long halt she between two opinions? If Baal be God, then serve him. If God be God, you serve him. In the days of Ezekiel, when the whole land was corrupt, God said this, I sought for a man among them that would make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land. In the days of Isaiah, when right was wrong and wrong was right like it is today, he said, I heard a voice from heaven, the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? In the days of Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar made up a golden image commanded every person of his realm to bow down and worship the image that he had set up. There was only three boys that refused to bow down. I wish I could, I wish I could picture that in your mind, a, a golden image. It was 60 by 6. It was a, the only time you use a measurement like that is when you're uh, talking about a, a cylindrical object. You go to a Store and you want a two by four, something square, something rectangular. You say, I want a two by four by eight. It's got three dimensions, but this only had two dimensions. It was round like an obelisk. And, 
and it was round and 60 by 6, 90 foot tall, golden image. And Nebuchadnezzar said, I want every person up under my voice to bow down. And every person hit the ground. All of them hit the ground. They were prostrate before the, prostrate before the, uh, that, that golden image except for three. And they stood out like a sore thumb in Nebuchadnezzar's realm. God was looking for somebody that would just stand. In the days of Jesus, while the Son of Man was here on earth, he looked at his disciples. He said, will you also go away? Flip the pages. Come through every, every dispensation of God in this blessed old Bible. And you'll find this one truth standing out is that God has always looked for and longed for somebody to stand with him. The power. Who can God depend on today? Who will be the one to raise their hands in commitment and say, God, you can count on me. I'm with God. I'll stand no matter what comes my way. The power that is available. The people that he has chosen, but the power that's available. It's a supernatural power. Be strong in the Lord. And many of you have been uh, just exhausted physically at times in your life. We all have. We've, we've done things. We've encountered things. We've been in things, involved in things. Maybe it's just a day at work and the day is just so overwhelming. By the time you get through with your shift, you're just ready to go home and just plop. You're exhausted and we, we look, we understand what it is to come to that, that tiredness of life. But what he's talking about is a spiritual tiredness that we all encounter as God's people. We've seen it happen. People get tired of fighting the fight. They get tired of uh, just marching on. They get tired. And the next thing you know, we don't know where they're at. Where are they at? How are they doing? What's, what's happened to them? They've gotten spiritually exhausted. That's why the supernatural strength of God is so important. Stand, stand, stand in the power of God. Listen to it and His might. In the power of God. I'm glad He's made His power available to us. I'm glad he's made his power so available to us that every child of God has the opportunity to, to experience that power in our lives. It's a supernatural power. He says, be strong, that means be enabled. He said, in the power of his might, that means to, be, to have the ability to. To be enabled to have the ability to do what? Stand. That's all God's asking us to do. Just stand, just stand. When you feel like running, when, the, when your feet feel like they need to just run and hide, when you feel like you cannot take it anymore, he says, just stand. Moses told him coming out of the, out of the uh, uh, land of Egypt, got against the Red Sea. And there they were, the Red Sea on one side, the enemy of God pursuing them on the other side. Moses said, stand still. It's in those times when we're between two. And the heat is on that we feel like we need to just run and get away. 
need to run and escape. Stand. The strength to stand. We need his power and his enabling to do what? We need it to stand. That little word stand just simply means to abide, to continue, to be established. It means to hold up. Been pastoring 35 years plus now and be honest with you, down through those 35 years, there's been times that these feet wanted to run and hide. Physically, mentally, spiritually, every which way that you can imagine, I just wanted to collapse and give up. I wanted some excuse of why I could just say I can't make it no more. Some excuse of why I could say no, I just cannot go another day. And we've all, every one of us in this thing have experienced that day. I know Sister McDuffie's experienced that day just standing there with that family. And it gets hard and it gets tiresome and it gets overloaded and it gets hot and it gets, it gets wearisome. And you wonder, is there ever going to be a let up? Is there ever going to be? And we just keep standing. Keep standing. There's not another Sister McDuffie that can fill her place. She's got to keep standing. Keep standing. In his great discourse about bearing fruit, Jesus said these words. He said, abide in me that you'll bring forth much fruit. He said, for without me, you can do nothing. And there's not one of us in here tonight that can stand without the power of God supernaturally enabling us to keep standing. So I, I'm preaching, I'm preaching to my heroes tonight. I'm preaching to those who have faced the battles all week long, fought your trials, fought your battles, went to work, got up, went through the day, went to bed, got up day after day, and here you are on a Sunday night in the house of God. My heroes. But here you are standing here you are standing, still standing, still accountable, still, still making your mark for the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm just here tonight to remind every one of us that the only way we're going to keep standing is to stand in the power of God. No other way. The Bible says that Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. He can take care of any of our troubles while he's sitting down. All he does is ask us to stand. Just keep standing. Keep standing. Through all that David faced in his early years, running from, running from King Saul, hiding in caves, pretending to be crazy, he said, my heart's fixed. I'm fixed. I'm fixed with this thing. I'm going to stay with God. And we need to learn more now than ever how to just keep standing for the Lord Jesus Christ. We need some of God's people to say, I'm, I'm ready. I'm fixed. I'm in this thing. I'm accountable. I'm yours, Lord. You can count on me. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Sometimes we'll give God everything else except us. We'll throw money in the plate. We'll give him We'll give this, we'll give that, but we will not give him ourselves. And that's all he's asking for, is for us to having done all, to stand. 
Standing's hard to do at times. <coughs> Every one of you know that. <coughs> you would not think that standing would be too difficult a task, but being in this thing spiritually can get mighty hard at times. When the storms are almost blowing you over, when the lightning's bouncing all around you, <coughs> when the fire darts have your name on them, when the missiles are digging a trench all around your life, standing is the last thing you want to do. You want to lay down. You want to get a rest. You want to quit. You want to take time out. <coughs> you want to find anywhere else to go except where you're at. The nation of Israel had been delivered by a mighty hand. <coughs> They were, they were following Moses to a journey, on a journey to a land that had been told that flowed with milk and honey. <clears throat> and on that trip, said they got against that Red Sea. Red Sea on one side, what were they going to do? Maybe there were some there that said, well, we need to build a bridge. <laughs> That's what we do today. We'd say, well, we need to do this. We need to, we've got to do something. How many of you here, when facing something, the first thought that comes to your mind is, what can I do? What can I do to solve this? What can I do to fix this? What can I do to fix my marriage? What can I do to fix the church problems? What can I do to fix this, to fight, to fight against that? What can I do, Stan? Stand and watch God work. Stand and watch God work against your enemies. Stand to watch God work against his enemies. Stand to watch God work in your life and bring you through to the other side in amazing power of life. The principalities that we're at, the principalities that are against us, they're all spiritual. He speaks one of the most wonderful truths that could ever be recorded in God's Word. He said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers, against principalities, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. And he goes on and on and on, naming all these things that are against us. It's a spiritual battle. It's not flesh and blood. It's not you and your husband that are fighting. It's not you and your wife that are fighting. It's not me and a church member that's fighting one another. It is a spiritual fight. <laughs> They're not flesh and blood. That's why we, Carter man, bless your heart. Get a prophet's reward. Man, I got kids bringing me water everywhere. I've got three cups of water up here tonight. And Brother Tim brought me one. I'm going to drink them both at one time. I'll drink out of every one of them. I needed it. Thank you, Carter. I appreciate that. <clears throat> when we take a deep breath in our daily struggles, in our daily wrestling matches, when I knock down and drag them out, we've got to understand this truth, that there's some principalities and powers Against us. He names them. He said the first one he, he names is the wiles of the devil. 
He said, stand against the wiles of that devil. He's a tricky one. He's a cunning one. He knows exactly what will trip us up. He says, stand against those wiles of the devil. And there's a word, there's a word used back in the garden. It said that whenever God came to Eve and said, why did you eat? Why did you eat that? This is what she said. Said, Satan, the serpent, beguiled me. That word beguile is an interesting word. It means to trick the mind. And isn't that where all of our battles begin? In our mind? Isn't that where they're all birthed at? We get to thinking this, thinking that. We get, we get this conceived in our mind and we get to thinking this. And we get to thinking about how tired we are. Next thing you know, you can't hardly draw the next breath. Why? Because we're thinking about how tired we are. Can I get a witness right there? I found out when somebody, I was sick one time. And, and every time I was around somebody, they'd say, How you doing, Brother John? And I'd tell them. I'd go into the depths of it. I, I ain't doing worth it. And the more I told it, the worse I got to figuring. And that's how our minds work. And the more we think about it, the more we mull it over, the more we let it run through our minds, the worse we get in our lives. The wiles of the devil, the principalities. The, that principalities means the chiefest of powers. Satan does not spare any of his minions. He's got them all out there working. They're on the, at the workplace. They're at Walmart. They're at the gas station. They're everywhere. He's got them everywhere. And he's working 24-7 to keep us from standing. The powers. That's delegated influences. Those powers know exactly what it would take to take you down. You see, what may be a temptation to me may not be a temptation to you and vice versa. But he knows exactly what your weaknesses are. And he'll take you down through your weaknesses. The rulers of the darkness of this world, they come out of nowhere, out of darkness. You can be having, you can be having a great day, and we've all experienced this. Be having a great day just on top of the world and out of nowhere. One phone call, one, one statement from your wife, or one statement from your husband, and your world's just all twisted. Why is that? Because of those powers, those rulers of the darkness. The spiritual wickedness in high places. It's all, it's all good, that's God, evil, that's Satan. And they're always contrasted in our lives and bouncing back and forth in our lives. Then he says, stand in that evil day. And that evil day, I believe, is when we get caught up in the flesh and blood part of it. And we get caught up in the fight and we start fighting the flesh and blood. And we realize how bloody and how bad the battle can get. Why? Because we're not fighting the good fight anymore. We're fighting it in our power, in our might. It's husband against wife, wife against husband, without realizing that standing right in the middle of both of them is the enemy trying to get victory between their lives. The potential for us all is that we do have the supernatural strength of God.
to stand. How many of you have ever gotten weak in your spiritual walk? <laughs> I've, I've watched some of you. I've watched some of you. And I've wondered, God, how can they just keep going the way that they're going? I'm going to tell you what it was. It was that supernatural strength of God that kept you going. We were, we were watching. Uh, I was out sick last Sunday. We were watching the uh, service that morning. And Mom rolled into the, I had it up on our, our TV, I got, I got a 65-incher boy. Whew. I mean, it's 3D stereophonic sound. I mean, it is it's true. You can, see, you can see the laces on the football when that thing gets to going. And we were, I had the service cast up on there. Y'all wouldn't believe how big Brother Terry looks until he's on a 65-inch screen. <laughs> But old Terry got up there and he got to, he got to leading them songs and he was a flopping that arm and he was leading it and his mouth was about that big. I could see his goozle down in there. My mom said something and it was so true. She said, Johnny's been a faithful one, hasn't he? I said, Yep, he has. You're my hero, Brother Terry. No matter what we face, when the heat gets on, we want to run. We want to hide. We want to get out of it. We want to we just get away just as quick as we can. But all God's asking us to do is stand. Stand right where He's planted you. Let God be God and let God bring you through and you experience the amazing power of God. In your life. The times that I've wanted to run. I've often said it like this. Cab can you come back to the piano. I don't, I don't see. I'm missing. Is Julie not in here. Okay. Okay. Tab thank you. See God always supplies. Always supplies. <clears throat> the times that I've wanted to run. I've always thought about this. If I run, the victory will come tomorrow. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be the way it'd work out in me. I'd quit, I'd resign, and tomorrow it'd be Jesus to come. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be my life. But I found out that every time I've just stayed and stood, I've seen God do wonderful mighty things in my life I've seen times where me and Deb were wondering where we were going to how we were going to make it through those times we just kept standing and here we are today still enjoying the goodness of God and the greatness of God in our lives we just need to learn we need to learn to receive the strength Keep standing in our Christian walk as we all stand tonight. I'm going to ask you to stand because I'm preaching on standing. Stand. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't back up. Don't let up. 
I know we all get physically weak at times and we're sick and we can't go. But just keep standing. Just keep standing. When you feel like you've got to run and hide from the storm, keep standing and watch God be a mighty God in your life. How do you think the, the stories are written in the Bible that are written that we read about the storms that people face, the, the tempestuous winds, but yet they came through them. Why? Because they just stood with God. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Don't quit. Don't give in to the enemy. Brother Tim Mitchell, how about you praying for us tonight?